Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's I Love Learning podcast. And I have the absolute pleasure joining me all the way from Ireland, where it's a bit past three in the afternoon, Shay Lynch, who is a business architect, and he transforms visions into reality. And I am so pleased to have him today on my podcast. Thank you, Shay, for joining me. Um, I am so pleased to have you. If you don't mind introducing yourself to everyone listening and telling them a little bit about yourself and your passion. Brilliant. No, it's a pleasure to be here, Gina. And thanks for the, the privilege for that as well. Um, it's always, I love our conversation. So who am I? I, I always like to say, start off, Gina, I'm an engineer, right? Oh. I start off by saying I'm an engineer because my superpower is process, right? Oh. So I've learned, I've built businesses by just by learning the, the nature of process and building process and turn them into experiences, which we were just talking about. And then I started to really look at frameworks and strategy. So I love building business models. I used to say as a kid, I, I love to take things apart. So I put them back together. I take businesses apart now and put them back together again and create, get the ingredients and create that recipe that's man that's leading their business for their marketplace for their customers and their people with inside so it's unique to them i'm i loved what else do we do i love to um set challenges i love pushing the boundaries i don't like people or things telling me i can't do that so i like pushing boundaries so i like to set myself audacious challenges and i was telling you i'm hoping to do a 50 mile ultramarathon this year and i'm a sprinter Whoa. by Whoa. nature Right. Whoa. So that's a bit of a radical change, right? So, and and the reason why I, I say that because it's relevant to I like I love learning, right? Yeah. Because it forces me to learn more about me. That's why I love setting these challenges. I love to learn more and more. I'm a sucker for learning. I love to learn. I have to learn. If I'm not learning, I'm not happy. That's a fact, Gina. Mm -hmm. I love that. What do you? It's interesting. So you set this challenge. Where did that come from? It's just like you were laying, you were laying on your couch one day and you said to yourself, I'm just like, where does that desire come from? Well, that's, that's, that's a, let me create a small, a long story short. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. I lived in Australia for a few years and my best friend over there is one of the best, um, runners, Martin runners in Australia. Like he's done Kona. He's represented Australian wow. Kona for Ironman. And he missed the Sydney or sorry, the Rio Olympics by five seconds to represent wow. Australia. So he knew I didn't like running, right? He knew he used to drag me on his runs and kill me. And I saw him do the Paris Martin many years ago. And I said, you should come to Dublin. You could win it. And he goes, okay, Shay, right? If I'm doing the Dublin Martin, you're doing it with me, knowing I hated running. And I, I didn't like him. I might have said him a few nasty, called him a few nasty words for a bit, <laughs> mm -hmm. but he said that he planted the seed and I hate, I just hated the thought of running and I was always super fit, but not running fit. And then I said to myself, after a conversation with my brother, my brother said to me, but isn't that what you love? You love a challenge. This is a mental mm -hmm. challenge. It wasn't about the physical element of it. It's the mental. Cause I just hated it. I, I got too antsy. I got too, um, I'm a very time-driven person. So the thoughts of just running slow for a very long time was hell to me. It was a nightmare. Mm -hmm. And then my my challenge was to 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 challenge my own limiting beliefs about Gosh. my my not just about running, but my beliefs around time. 
my belief around patience, my beliefs about everything. So again, I said, okay, I'm going to have to teach myself how to be a different person. And I'm going to do it through running a marathon. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. It's like when I talk about really digging inside of you and really listening to your mindset and really overcoming that barrier that's set, that's set in your way, you know, just really thinking about how you can meet that challenge. That's, that's incredible. I can't wait to just hear about your journey and see how it goes. I know running personally, I know running is really hard for me. Half the battle, right. Is getting up and, and, and getting there. So that's half the battle. And so when you think about those kinds of things like hurdles or roadblocks, I mean, I was doing the Charleston half about a couple months ago and I laid in bed the night before it was going to be 32 degrees. I was like, I am not getting up and I'm not, I, it's, you know, I was really had this negative mindset and, you know, I told myself, it's like, you really, you just have to get there. It's like this roadblock, you know? And so once you get there, it helps you kind of move forward. So in your life, Shay, has there, can you think of a time maybe that there was a roadblock that maybe stood in front of, in front of your passion? Yes. Like there's been multiple Gina, like, like I call life the journey of a roller coaster, right? Mm -hmm. You have your ups and downs, your lefts and rights. And I always say, you've got to make the best of what is dealt with you. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's experiences and the, the bad experiences there to teach you and appreciate the good things and not take them for granted. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're either winning or learning. That's the way I believe. Right. There's been a few. One, one that comes to mind is when I set up my first business, it was in renewable energy. I had no iota about wow. the industry, but I had a passion for efficiency and like having clean energy. Right. So I did a lot of research. It was going to be the next big thing. So I set up the business in 2007 and I built with my business partner a business. And we had a, a lovely small bit. Within a year, we had 12 people. We were turning over seven figures. And then the recession happened. Wow. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and like we were owed half a million euros and we owed a quarter on the other side. And I remember like thinking, like just being stuck, Gina. Wow. And, and, and it was the first time I'd really was challenged. And it wasn't just, I had a responsibility to people, right? They had families to feed. And like I had a mortgage, I had, a, I had bills to pay. And, I was going, my business partner and I were going, what, what do we do? Like, yeah. do we liquidate? And then we knew the people we worked that working for us wouldn't have got other jobs. Like it was the recession yeah. of 2008. So we had to, we made, we could have voluntarily liquidated or, or even forced ourselves into liquidation. But we said, no, we're going to step back. We're going to make this work. And it forced us to dig our wow. way out. Right, Gina? And mm -hmm. We turned that business around. We learned how to wow. add value, and and up that and we did. And I ended up selling my part of that business because then I had a passion to help companies do what I did to thrive in good times and bad, you know. And there is mechanisms, but at the same time, Gina, right? And this, like that, that question resonates a lot because at the same time I was going through a very difficult time with my wife, and we ended up splitting up, right? Mm -hmm. So it was like the world was against me, mm -hmm. okay. And, and to the point about learning, I had to really dig myself out of, and it was the same time as my business was struggling. I had to dig myself out deep. And I went on the journey of psychology and learning about me, why I felt the things mm. I felt and how, do, how could I bring myself 
And then I got really sucked into psychology and I love it, Gina. I could not understand the power you actually have for good or bad. And I say that for good or bad. And I just, I I had a bit of the why me, like I was, I was um, victim of the world, right? Mm -hmm. And then I had to, I remember the first thing, the first realization I had was, I have to take responsibility. Hmm. I, I, I set up my own business, my responsibility, regardless of what happened to my, my wife and who's to blame or not. She was still my decision. Hmm. My, um, I chose her. Right. And, and again, I'm not blaming her. It was just, it wasn't the right. We, we didn't, um, compliment at times. So it was the right thing to spit up. We're still friends now. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't, I, I went from blaming everyone but me to taking accountability and apologizing. Wow. Right? And there were big moments in my life in terms of how I changed my roadmap forward. Wow. That is so powerful to hear that you took responsibility. What What do you think? And I think a lot of times people struggle with that. Was there, is there something, if someone right now is struggling with that idea what specifically you talk about psychology what strategy could you give them to overcome that and to get to that point that you did is it like what did you do to get there um was it your own your own courage or your own self-will to get there or was there anything in particular you can remember there was there was a number of things gina right Mm -hmm. and one was a part of my own education and learning in a space Mm -hmm. that i knew nothing about okay and but also I had a really good support network around me. I had really good family and very close friends that that was immense. That was so powerful, Gene. I can't underestimate. I couldn't underestimate the power of that or overemphasize. Mm. And and then what I've, if one piece of advice I, I'd always say to people is don't be so hard on yourself. Number mm. one, we're not robots. We can't go at 100 miles an hour all the time the way the world wants us to take some time out, right? Yes. Don't don't keep going, well, I have to try harder. I have to try harder. No, you don't, right? It's not a competition. Mm-hmm. This is your life. You have to protect this at all costs. And that's one thing we've forgotten to do, Gina, in this mm-hmm. world is learn. People are great at training their bodies, but they forget to train their brains. Mm-hmm. Or don't even they're not even aware that they can train their brains. So I say, take time out. And then I say, focus on the questions. Don't focus on answers, focus on questions. Why am I here? Why have I lost my passion? What can I do about it? And there are questions to ask, not to answer, but more so to plant seeds and let your brain work in the background, learn to relax, get some sleep. And I I can't overemphasize, give your body time and mind to process everything because again we're not robots absolutely that is really really powerful because when we ask ourselves those questions and let it just resign and and think about them as we sleep our subconscious can help us process those and help us move forward right and so giving ourselves time is so important to process so what what do you think keeps you happy then you've gone through these challenges these roadblocks such hard times you've overcome them on a daily basis, I mean, we're overwhelmed with content, overwhelmed with our work, overwhelmed with stress. 
what do you do to keep you happy and to continue moving you forward to these awesome ideas and relationship and situations that you're involved in? Set more challenges. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You're going to go run a mountain. Absolutely. But here, you know what? And I, I, I'm, I'm sort of joking, but not joking, Gina. Mm -hmm. And, and, and this, again, this is something I think deeply about. And it's about, I believe we have the, we've been giving these, um, this brain, right? Our brain interprets the world through emotions and biases and algorithm, whatever. And we've been given these emotions through evolution or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. They're designed to tell you something needs to happen next, right? And whether it's a good feeling or a bad feeling, your brain doesn't know the difference. It's how we perceive the emotions is, is either the good thing or the bad thing, right? Mm -hmm. But it's to signify that it's telling you something, act, not react and, and get into an emotional reaction, either step away or respond. But you got to do something. If you don't, that emotion can lead to a state and a depressive state if you're not careful, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason why I bring that in is I make sure I check in number one on my emotions every morning, right? I check in, how am I feeling? And I say, this, how am I feeling today? Do I have any stresses? Do I need to be careful? Do I need to be mindful of myself? Because I've been there, Gina, and it's not nice, and I never want to go there. So every morning, I have a routine that gets my, I do some energy work like Qigong, mm, right? Okay. And I have some mantras that I talk to make sure that I'm, and ask myself the questions, am I okay? If I'm not, find out why. Has something triggered me that I need to dig deeper? So that's the first thing I do in my morning routine, number one. The next thing, Gina, is to set, like, what are the things I want to achieve today? And I don't make it heavy or hard, because if you don't achieve it, then you, I can't do this. You get into that, I can't do this, mm -hmm. I knew I could do this. And I, I have a routine. So you have your own business. I have my own business. Mm -hmm. After 9 a.m. in the morning, the world can go crazy, right? Absolutely. So one email or one phone call can change your day. You can have all the best intentions in the world. So I do all my value work before 9 o'clock. Mm -hmm. So then I know I've achieved something, right? Mm -hmm. I can do all the working on my business stuff before the world can drag me away from it. And I, I'm okay with the world dragging me away, Gina, because that's why you're there. Mm -hmm. You're a business owner like myself. You're there to serve your teams, mm -hmm. make sure they're happy and healthy and mindful and your business and your customers as well. And if you work with supplier partners too, you're all part of the same chain, work together to make it better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Together we are better. But like you said, you have to be in the right mindset and you have to be in the right frame to make a better place for everyone around you. So I appreciate that, that you have a schedule that you work towards every day to, to come into this positive mindset. Is there something that you can remember that was like foundational to you in your learning that made you kind of be where you are today? Maybe that really left an impact on how you think about life and how you think about those challenges that you make for yourself? Yeah, and that's that's a that's a really big question, Gina. Right, and I, there's so many answers I could give to this. I'm sure, but like it falls back to what I was saying earlier. My modus operandi is learning. Mm. Like, there's a reason why I left the secure, stable world of like corporate or whatever because 
I wasn't learning and the pain of staying somewhere was worse than the pain of not knowing and learning and going back to what drives me um to one of the other questions I, I didn't finish people ask me do I like pain because I always put myself in places <laughs> of pain right yeah and, I, and it's a question I've thought deeply about Gina but it's not mm -hmm. I like overcoming adversity absolutely we are designed and and as I said the pain of me staying in a job where I'm not learning or not helping I have to leave I, I don't feel fulfilled and it hurts me mentally Gina mm. so that's why I always say like I have to learn and even when I'm working with clients and I'm helping them figure out their business I'm learning all the time I'm learning I'm seeing new people new cultures new problems to solve new markets new everything mm. I love that yeah. I love that and and that's that's the key the thing that drives me to learn and learn through helping others yes i love that when you when you're talking about learning one thing that i've done decades of research on is authenticity and i love to think about really what is authentic to someone and does it does it depend on who the person is or what industry they're in or but what is what do you think about that you're you're really passionate about learning what is authentic learning if someone were to say to you this is authentic learning what would that mean to you? Well, I'll tell you, start off by saying what it's not for me, Gina, okay. right? Yeah. Okay. And it's not me having to go and, and, and by the way, I'm not dissing, um, like I am an engineer, I've got a qualification, yeah. but I, even in school, when you're forced to learn stuff in school, that to me is not authentic because you have no, you're just told, this is what I have to do. And as kids, what you do, you rebel, right? Absolutely. So. It's not for me being told what to learn. And that's why I don't do um, like, like academia anymore. And I, be, please don't say that I'm dissing that I'm not because there could be a subject like nutrition. I love nutrition, mm -hmm. but there could be only 20 to 30% on an academic course that I want to learn. I don't want to learn the other things. Mm -hmm. So I need to learn stuff that I believe can help me number one first. And then once I learn how to work it at me, I can help other people. So authentic learning for me, number one, is immersing myself in something and being active in it. So again, this ultramarathon, I'm not, this isn't, the ultramarathon isn't my goal, by the way. That's Absolutely. the consequence of my goal. The goal is who do I have to learn and become to meet that? So I have to learn a lot about my body, a lot about nutrition, what nutrition works for me. And I don't do this on my own, Gina. I, mm -hmm. I get people to help me. I have a functional practitioner. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. And we work together to design something, figure out my genetics, my metabolic state, and then what tailored nutrition works for me. Mm -hmm. So the reason why I say that immersive learning is very useful and authentic when you can do it with other people. Absolutely. So the group, it's the synergistic like outcome for people that they all add a little bit and the, the outcome is much better than the parts on their own. That is perfectly and well said because obviously being together is so important and socially and getting there. And one thing I talk about and write about a lot um, about the end, it's not about the end. It's not about winning or finishing the race. It's the process. It's the whole journey yeah. because what happens a lot of times, and I'm sure you've seen this is, you know, I've done races, I've seen people do them and then they're done and they think, wow, I mean, it's over. 
I mean, but think about all the, the things you've learned along the way that you can take for your next challenge. So that's the beauty that's, of it. That is the journey is the goal. The, the, the ultra marathon for me or finish cross that's just a consequence of me becoming the person I needed to be. And, 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 and I know this, there's many races that I've trained very hard for Gene and then get injured or a dose beforehand. Yeah. And then I can't do it. Yeah. It's a little bit disappointing, but like, I know I could have done it. I didn't need to do the race to know I could have done it this time because my training has proved what I could have done. Awesome. And the, the journey that I, all the things I've learned on that journey as well. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Shay, what would you say? A lot of times people come to me and they, they'll say to me, um, you know, we take real time feedback in our system. And a lot of times people will say they've lost their passion um, or they, they really don't know what to do to go forward. And, you know, they're feeling depressed. Uh, they don't know what, what to turn to. What would you say to that person? What recommendations would you give? Because you have such high drive. What do you do when someone, you don't really have that drive? But I've been there, Gina. Like yeah. we've all again, I said life is a roller coaster, and I've been at rock bottom and and then some, and I've had to cl crawl my way out of it. So I know what that's like. Like as I said earlier on, one of the first things I say, take some time out. Like really take some time out, and really start to look at your. If you're talking about it, some like you've lost even the passion for life, Gina. Right? It's very easy to do that when world when you feel the world is against you and life is overwhelming and work etc take some time out is very important really you need to spend time in isolation gina to learn about you we don't have time for ourselves anymore and as i said you have to train the brain the next thing gina i would ask again open questions i would ask them tell me about your relationships right mm -hmm. tell me about the sport you like Tell me about the interests you have. Tell me about if you have any financial goals. Tell me about these things and start to get a feel for their life and get them to. And it's not about necessarily answering, but it's, it's encouraging them to think about, well, do you know what? I could improve things in my relationship at the moment. Mm. So it's about giving them ideas to maybe set goals without actually telling them you should set a goal. Mm. Right. It's about asking questions to realize where they are on a certain journey and certain elements of your life. We've all, we're all multifaceted, Gina, right? Mm. And the danger of setting crazy goals and, and <laughs> my one is that you could lose sight of all the other parts of your life mm. and get consumed by it. And then all of a sudden you'll find yourself in that place where you've just talked about where did it all go wrong? So the importance of asking questions in all the different facets of your life is that remind you, yes, I, these are parts of my life things aren't as bad as I probably thought they were. It's just the way my mind is working at the moment. Mm -hmm. And then you can say, well, I've got really good friends. Can I use them? Can I, can I support them? Can they support me? Can I make the relationships better? Can I improve my health, my spirituality? So you're giving them, never tell people the answers, Gina. Ask <laughs> questions. Yeah. Know? Questions are the answers is what I say. Help them find more out about themselves. I love that. You know, that, that idea is this um, interaction mode called instructor to self. It's one of the least utilized in learning where we encourage people to do reflections and not have an answer. So 
I love that you suggested that. It's a beautiful way to end our, our time together today. Shay, where can people find you? Where can they reach out to you? And let's leave the audience uh, with anything else you'd like to share today. Okay. Well, first of all, while I'm thinking of one final nugget, they can LinkedIn on my profile. They can follow me there. My website is futurestateco.com. And I would love to hear from people if they have any questions, right? Because one of my passions, by the way, I've written two books, one on business, one on achieving goals. Mm -hmm. I have a process in achieving goals. And I believe everybody should set goals because their life will be better. And as I said, Gina, it's not about taking the easy road. Sailors don't learn their skills on a Cam C. It's about setting yourself challenges that will stretch you a little bit. You go into a little bit of the unknown to make you a better person along that journey. So if you don't have any goals or challenges set, look at all those facets of your life and see what areas you think could do with an improvement over the next six months and do something, take action and do something with it about it. Awesome. Thank you, Shay. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate it too, Gina. And I appreciate the opportunity to always talk with you. Awesome.